This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vaches? I don't have to show you any stinking vaches! This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. I'm going to start off a show with a riddle. Keep the, keep the music going, because I'll answer the riddle after we get uh, all the show particulars out there to you, as our, is, is our tradition. And then we'll get the flip around going. Here is the riddle. Who said the following? Our aim in contemplating the use of force following the use of chemical weapons in August of 2013 was not to intervene in the Civil War, not to become involved in the combat between Assad and the opposition, but to deal with the threat of chemical weapons by virtue of the diplomacy that we did with Russia and with the Security Council. We were able to get the Syrian government to voluntarily and verifiably give up its chemical weapons stockpiles. Who said that? Now, of course, we all know it was an an out-and-out lie. (laughs) It never happened because the stockpiles were used. But if you were going to guess which Obama administration official said that, who would it be? The answer coming up after I tell you how to get in touch with the Chris Salcedo Show. 888-933-93-888-900-3393. Catch this show live on theblaze.com slash radio on not one, but two smartphone apps, the Blaze Radio smartphone app or the iHeartRadio app, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher available for you for on-demand listening. If you miss any portion of this program, it's real easy. Just go back and, oh, let me re-listen. Oh, and if it's really particularly informative, you can, you know, share it with somebody else you know, know, particularly a clueless liberal who would have no idea about what I just told you, that the Obama administration had guaranteed to us that there were no more chemical weapons left in um, in Syria. How'd that all work out? Uh, go to the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page. Type in the Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook. You'll find us at Chris Salcedo TX on Twitter. And then, of course, the Blaze.com channels section. And make sure you find the Chris Salcedo Show there. So uh, which uh, Obamaite, you know... It should be no surprise to you that it was a lie because that's all these people do inside of Team Obama was lie. Well, the individual responsible for that utterance was uh, none other than Dirty Rice. Dirty Rice said that just this last January on NPR. You can find uh, the recollection of this in the Weekly Standard. Again, Just in January, before 
her team left office, she assured the American people, hey, Team Obama did its job, did its work. No chemical weapons in Syria. (laughs) Which turned out to be, like everything else in the Obama administration, a big fat lie. And of course, people paying with their lives for it. That's just par for the course when you elect leftists. You know, I... If I can be complete, before we get into the flip around, if I can be completely honest, I've been getting pushback from a lot of you on Twitter and on email and on Facebook saying, come on, it's it's over. Quit blaming Obama for stuff. It's over. To which I said, well, folks, I'm sorry. It's It's far from over because we are going to be dealing with the fallout, the ramifications of electing an extremist left winger like Barack Obama for years. We're going to be, there's going to be a lot, there's a, there's a price to be paid for having an anti-American leftist like resident Obama as occupier of the Oval Office for eight years. And we're going to be paying for it. So just, you know, whether I tell you it was Obama or not, um, shouldn't really matter. But we have to understand how we got to where we are. I think that's fundamental into understanding how we don't ever do this again. All right, let's do the flip around, shall we? Uh, We start off. And this is just the order that it pops up on my little remote here. Not in any order of preference, certainly, as we start off with the leader of the basket of bias, CNN. Doing what they're doing that they have influence with Assad and they have to use it. If they were witting or complicit, then it was the time for them to have done it. Now they have to do it. They are a real player, uh, but they need an effect to begin to shape the outcome. And I think we should be ready to work to try to shape an outcome to stop this tragedy. Mm-hmm. That's uh, CNN, of course, talking about the political blowback. Uh, I, I believe he was making reference this uh, who is this guy? Ambassador. Oh, it's Tom Pickering. I couldn't recognize him. He's in a really small box and I can't really see his face. Ambassador Tom Pickering is talking with uh, CNN right now. And he's talking about uh, those who now have to be responsible actors. I have got some audio for you guys from Ambassador Nikki Haley. I can't remember the last time I heard an ambassador speak the way she does. I mean, she really let it fly. And not only at Bashar al-Assad, not only at Iran, not only at Russia, but at the U.N. itself. It was um, it was something to behold. I can hardly wait to play it for you. OK, up next, what's Fox News talking about as if I needed to guess? Way to get some of these Syrian people away from these bombs that are going to fall on them, at least conventional bombs again in artillery, and we can be able to protect them with international forces to do something. I think I do think that's something we should worth. It's worth doing. General Jack Keane, uh, well plugged in, and thank you for the info. Appreciate it. That's Chef Smith talking with the general, which, by the way, we have some more sound bites from him. There was uh, stuff early this morning that he was reacting to after the sun came up and saw the damage that was done by our 59 Tomahawk cruise missiles that rained down on one air base, the air base that the Trump administration informed us was the base that launched this attack. And with careful attention not to, to strike the repository where all the chemical weapons were housed, not wanting to get those airborne because perhaps uh, U.S. officials worried that the incendiary 
explosion inside of our Tomahawk cruise missiles would not have been sufficiently hot enough to burn off the toxins inside of what they suspect are sarin gas and other chemical weapons. All right, so that's uh, that was Fox News, and here comes MSNBS. An attempt to cover up uh, political problems and power struggles at home and domest- uh, President Trump's own uh, domestic concerns. That is a condemnation, but it is a fairly weak one. Uh, there was, there's no indication that uh, the Syrian military plans to retaliate. Uh, there are hundreds of American troops in Syria. No talk of any potential strikes against them. So when you look at the Syrian reaction, they seem to be grumbling about it, but not intending to do anything. Yeah, and I, well, that as you guys can tell, the the, the fact that we have launched an attack on Syria, and what I thought was a rather measured attack. I think we brought this up yesterday. I would have favored wiping out all of Assad's air bases simultaneously. Could have done it in one night uh, instead of just the one that launched the chemical attack because that would have forced Vladimir Putin to become Bashar al-Assad's air force. That would have forced Russia to commit more aircraft to Syria at great expense to defend Bashar al-Assad, their, their boy. And I, uh, and that would have been, to defend them against, you know, ISIS and the rebels, which are now turning out to be more of the same, it seems, since we frittered away our opportunity to actually back up the opposition when we knew who they were. Uh, Fox Business is doing this. The rest of the job. I mean, that's quite possible that the United States will decide, well, the Syrians have tried to defy us by saying we can still take off, we can still use our planes, we can still bomb with chemical weapons or not. We don't know what it's going to be. But certainly the United States has the option of going back and having another sortie and doing the rest of the job to that Air Force base. Wow, talk about uh, uh, fortuitous tune-in. Uh, there, there it is. And that, that's just what I was just talking about. Now, I, I, I am not being critical of the administration. I don't want anybody to get me wrong. I think this was surgical. This was, um, how do we say, proportioned response. And, uh, not, not an overwhelming response by any means, but it was just on the edge of being just proportional. I, I think that... There was a lot more leeway to do a lot more last night, but I think the message has been sent. And we will go over the several messages that have been sent as the program unfolds today here, folks, on the Chris Salcedo Show. And your feedback, what do you guys think? Did it go too far? Did it go far enough? Are you like Rand Paul, who allege that we're in war now? Um. I like Senator Paul. I respect Senator Paul. I agree with him on a lot of things. On this, I don't. And I will articulate why on the other side of the break and take your calls. It's the Chris Salcedo Show on The Blaze. Be right back. Keep up with the Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on The Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. 
To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. You're taking in a little Latin flair with Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network. Right, you could go so far as to say this was not just an airstrike, or not an airstrike, cruise missile strike on the Syrian regime, but on the Iranian regime, specifically their terror network, because this base is known to have been used by Hezbollah, a terrorist group that killed more Americans than any other terrorist group up until 9-11 and is likely to kill Americans again. So it was a bonus. It was a bonus airstrike, or I'm sorry, a missile strike. We not only took out uh, a thug dictator's, one of his airstrips, and punished him finally for what all of the war crimes he's been doing because Obama couldn't be bothered to lift a finger to do that. But we also hit Hezbollah. We also hit Iran right in the butt, which was nice, which is, which is a good thing. Uh, 888-900-3393, 888 uh, Well, I'm thinking it's sunshiny this time of year in Florida. Well, it's, it's sunshiny most of the time in Florida. Jamie, welcome to the Chris Salcedo Show. What say you? I'm confused. Maybe you can explain this to me. I guess it's kind of like that new math. If Bush was in office for eight years, and everything was his fault, and then Obama's in office for eight years, and everything is still Bush's fault, at what point is Obama responsible for the disaster well, look, uh, Jamie, first off, I, I have to be clear when well, I, he's got me doing it. Let me be clear. Um, I, I have to be clear about who was the one sending me these these types of emails or, or text messages. It's folks from our side. It's conservatives who were really angry at Obama for blaming Bush for so many years after he took office saying, well, you know, Trump's put his big boy pants on and now, uh, you know, take responsibility, you know? So those are the folks who are doing that. The, the, the problem I have is that if you stop focusing on how we got here, you're doomed to make the same mistakes again, which is we should never be tempted to elect anybody who sounds or has the same ideals as Barack Obama ever again. I mean, Jamie, think about this. Barack Obama saw people uh, writhing on the ground, foaming at the mouth, uh, being uh, being slaughtered by chemical weapons and by conventional weapons by Bashar al-Assad. And the cold, calculating uh, politician that Barack Obama was didn't lift a finger, wasn't moved at all. It took Donald Trump a day to change his position after seeing what many of us consider not to only be a violation of international law and, hu- and, and human rights, but also just a step too far, and then he acted. It's a testament to the kind of human being that Donald Trump is and how much of not a human being Barack Obama is. I realize that, and uh, President Trump actually said something the other day. You know, Obama created this mess. But he's going to fix it. It's time for him to be responsible for it. Obama just wanted to blame everybody else. So that's what you know. What Jamie Obama takes responsible for responsibility for anything is during that two and a half minutes it took to score 
to swear Trump into office. That's all Obama's responsible for. Yeah, I hear, I, I hear that. And you know what? Also, Jamie, you can't forget the ideological component here because typically uh, you, you have liberals probably in your life and you know how they are. They never take responsibility for what they do. It's always somebody else's fault, never I their know, fault. Always a victim. Yeah, always, always a, victim. a victim, that kind of thing. You're absolutely right. So there's also an ideological component. And, of course, Trump is a – now, I'm not, he's not a conservative – but he's one of these guys who, you know, who has risen and fallen, who has had it all, lost it all, and made it all back again. Just one of these go-getter, can-do type attitude guys, and that wasn't Obama. Yeah? All right. Well, Jamie, have a great weekend. I appreciate the call. You know, folks, I, I got to tell you, I was... I knew th- something was up when we heard this from the president yesterday. That attack on children yesterday had a big impact on me big impact. And I will tell you, it's already happened that my attitude toward Syria and Assad has changed very much. When you kill innocent children, innocent babies, that crosses many, many lines beyond the red line, many, many lines. Fox News is reporting right now that Syrian warplanes have begun taking off from the base allegedly that was hit. These are activists on the ground. We don't know if it's true. But if they are taking off, that's that's their prerogative. Just don't be dropping any chemical weapons on anybody and you'll be fine. Uh, I highly doubt it. Uh, All of the tactical information that I've been seeing uh, from the reaction to this strike last night has been, it was a pretty thorough job. I mean, 59 Tomahawks, Precisely guided within, what, three feet? I've heard some reporting. Three feet from target because of GPS targeting. It's, uh, I, I highly doubt we left a, a runway intact. But, uh, I mean, who knows? Uh, repairing a runway is relatively easy with enough, a- you know, enough asphalt quickly could be done. I'm not sure how many planes were spared. I heard 20 planes got damaged or taken out. So at any rate, uh, take that worth a grain of salt. I can't confirm any of that, folks. But uh, that is allegedly, according to Fox News, what's going on. Now, I told you about Nikki Haley and what she had to say uh, at the United Nations. By the way, we're going to talk to Congressman Michael McCall. Uh, Senator Cornyn was slated to be in today to talk about Gorsuch. We weren't expecting. We weren't expecting this. This quick of an evaluation and attack from 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 president trump and and on on that score can i let me just tell you i was sitting in my in my living room you guys know i'm a gamer so i was uh, what was i playing i was playing i could have been madden um i was playing something that's how i i unwind at the end of the day i I play a video game or two um anyway so i'm on there and i see my phone light up with a with an alert that we'd attacked Syria. And I was like, wow, what for a little over 48 hours and boom. And I was like, wow, that was fast. And, and then I got to thinking, I said, you know, was that fast? Was, was that fast or was that the way it was supposed to be? Because there, there was a day when we had responsible individuals in the white house, men. And, Ronald Reagan, of course, springs to mind. 
And uh, I told you guys about this scenario yesterday where Muammar Gaddafi found out the hard way that it's not really good to go up against the United States and, and kill our citizens. So I was like, wow, look how conditioned we have become to to the likes of Obama. Because what did Obama do? Every single time a despot, a thug, or a dictator had undertaken deplorable acts, Barack Obama set out to lie to the American people, to con the American people, and to tell us that it was no big deal. Hell, whenever we suffered terrorist attacks on our soil, Barack Obama was up there saying, let me be clear, this is no big deal. And then now we have a president, an actual president, who says, yeah, it's a big deal. And the United States of America is going to undertake its responsibility, and we're going to act. The Chris Salcedo Show will be right back. The Blaze Radio Network. So what do you think? Uh, do we do enough? Uh, was it too strong? Are you like Rand Paul thinking that we're at war? I, I know there are some who say, look, you're dropping bombs, you're at war. Did we go to war when Reagan hit Muammar Gaddafi, killing his daughter, when, he's, when Gaddafi stepped out of line? Were we at war when Clinton bombed an aspirin factory in the Sudan. Did we go to the war with Sudan? No. You know, the engagement of the so-called Gulf War One, which was really just a, an, a, an engagement, the, the war itself didn't last very long, remember? It was January 16th and 17th it was launched, and then by February the, the last week of February, all of Saddam Hussein's assets were completely destroyed and driven out of Kuwait. Done. Over. Now, there was criticism of, of George H.W. Bush. They didn't finish the job. Didn't get rid of Saddam Hussein then. And I've been one of those critics. But who would have stepped forward at that time to fill that void? Well, it would have been the Iranians. And that was something that George H.W. Bush didn't want to do. Didn't want to empower the Iranians. As a matter of fact, Saddam Hussein, for as despicable and deplorable as he was, he was a hedge against the Iranians. He was Sunni. And he was a big problem for the Shia Iranians. And America liked it that way. So this is why I was so hesitant yesterday to go down this road of regime change because hell look who's waiting in the wings instead of Bashar al-Assad at least with Assad we have some political leverage with the Russians with the Iranians uh you get ISIS in there they don't give a damn who they kill they just kill 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 you know and what do they care about infrastructure they didn't pay for it you know they they just want to bring about the caliphate right look at how they've handled their 
their victory over Obama. You know, they're not protecting territory. They're not, uh, and I know they started issuing documentation and all that kind of stuff and birth certificates and all that garbage. But still, I just think, by and large, this was an appropriate response. And with all due respect to Senator Paul, I, I do not think we're at war. Citing the, you know, past engagements. Sometimes despots and bad actors need to be put in check. Sun Tzu, the art of war author, and I'm paraphrasing, there is a, there is an axiom that says, don't go to war unless you can win. Don't go to war unless you can win. The Russians don't want war with us. Syrians really don't want war with us. Neither did the Chinese, to be quite frank. Their economies are fragile enough. Uh, and, well, with China, they're dependent on the United States, economically speaking. With Russia, they can't afford a sustained war with the United States. They can, they can be a general pain in our butts. Folks, they don't want war. And I'll, I'll get to that coming up. But again, I, I am not trying to be critical of Rand Paul. I understand where he derives his thought pattern from. We just disagree. We are not at war. The United States has provided a valuable check that a superpower needs to provide, which is to keep despots, dictators, and bad actors in check. Nikki Haley, uh, doing a fantastic job at the United Nations and speaking like an, no ambassador I've heard in recent memory. Of course, you know, look who we've had. Leftists up there uh, glad-handing with anti-American, anti-Jew folks in the uh, United Nations. Anyway, Nikki Haley, with the Russian ambassador sitting nearly, I mean, a couple of chairs down, did this today. The United States will not stand by when chemical weapons are used. It is in our vital national security interest to prevent the spread and use of chemical weapons. Our military destroyed the airfield from which this week's chemical strike took place. We were fully justified in doing so. The moral stain of the Assad regime could no longer go unanswered. His crimes against humanity could no longer be met with empty words. It was time to say enough, but not only say it, it was time to act. Bashar al-Assad must never use chemical weapons again. Well, and there you go. And now there's been a credible use of force that says, hey, you uh, might want to change that calculation. You might want to change your calculation because it's going to cost you. Uh, you know, look, many of you might think that Bashar al-Assad has money coming out of his ears and maybe personally he does. But it takes an awful lot of coin to rebuild an airbase. <laughs> I mean, seriously, and then replace the reputed twenty aircraft that were taken out. I mean, now, 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 Russia, Vladimir Putin sitting there. Hey, we, we've got a we've got a sale on airplanes. <laughs> so Russia's going to make some dough, right? As much as Assad can afford. But. If Assad wants to continue to use his toys for bad things, we need to break his toys. And then pretty soon he's going to run out of money. And pretty soon he's going to want to worry about keeping his regime intact. 
and defending his own ruthless rule so he can continue to eat well and live off of his people's backs. So then he'll stop. Once, once the child is made to pay for his mistakes, once he's spanked, if I can dumb this down for you liberals out there. Barack Obama didn't see it that way. Barack Obama said, well, let me be clear. I see an atrocity. Uh, let's negotiate. And what, what his negotiation was was a, a bunch of BS. Let me be clear. I'm just going to lie to the American people and tell them it's taken care of. <laughs> and, of course, it's, it's only funny right up to the point where people are dying and children are gasping for air and foaming at the mouth because they've been poisoned by what some are saying is sarin gas or some chemical substance. And that's, that is the cautionary tale for electing Democrats. They look at it as their job to lie to the American people, to turn the government on the American people, not to uh, stand up for America's friends and allies and for America abroad and have our assets turned outward to protect us. Mr. Obama turned our assets inward to attack us, we the people those with whom he politically disagreed. Ambassador Haley was not done. Here she calls out Iran, and she calls out Russia in their roles for gassing children. Now, while the Syrian regime is responsible for the chemical weapons attack, it is not the only guilty party. The Iranian government bears a heavy responsibility. It has propped up and shielded Syria's brutal dictator for years. Iran continues to play a role in the bloodshed in Syria. The Russian government also bears considerable responsibility. Every time Assad has crossed the line of human decency, Russia has stood beside him. We had hoped the Security Council would move forward, but Russia made it known, as it has done seven times before, that it would use its veto once again, covering up for the Assad regime. Now, I said this yesterday, and I think it bears repeating that the sight of children gasping for air with foam coming out of the mouth, dead, innocent dead civilians, Vladimir Putin sees dollar signs when that happens. Vladimir Putin says, ah, making money, making money. Uh, there is no, he's kind of, Putin's kind of like Obama. There, there is no imagery that would prompt his conscience. There is no level of depravity that would prompt his conscience. Maybe if it was done to Russians. Maybe if Russians were laying dead in the streets, gasping for air, Vladimir Putin would care. And, and then only because of his... Well, I, I shouldn't say that. Because I think, I think Vladimir Putin legitimately loves his country, which was more than you could say about Obama. But at any rate, Ambassador Haley, uh, again, I think you're barking up the wrong tree if you're looking for responsibility coming from the left-wingers in the Kremlin. Further delay by compromising with Russia for a watered-down resolution would have only strengthened Assad. Strengthening Assad will only lead to more murders. We were not going to allow that. That's uh, we as in the United States, not the United Nations. United Nations couldn't care less. Ambassador Nikki Haley then called out the U.N. 
and then Russia, and then warned the Syrians. In case you thought this was over. Russia is supposed to be a guarantor of the removal of chemical weapons from Syria. <laughs> right. It's, they had uh, Susan Rice going live for them and Barack Obama live for them. Now, I, I will leave, I will leave the, the possibility open that, that Obama and Rice trusted Russia. It's, it's possible that Barack Obama looked into Vladimir Putin's eyes and I trust you. When you say you got rid of the weapons of mass destruction, I, I trust you. And you guaranteed me and you're a, you're a good guy, Vladimir Putin. I'll leave room for that. Think about that. Russia is supposed to have removed all the chemical weapons from Syria. But obviously, that has not happened, as innocent Syrians continue to be murdered in chemical attacks. Let's think about the possible reasons for Russia's failure. <laughs> and this is when it gets good. I'll get this on the other side of the break, folks. The, Nikki Haley, when we come back, listing the possible reasons why Russia failed. You're going to love this. It's all coming up in the Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. Broadcasting with Latin flair. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Let's think about the possible reasons for Russia's failure. It could be that Russia is knowingly allowing chemical weapons to remain in Syria. Mm -hmm. It could be that Russia has been incompetent in its <laughs> efforts to remove the chemical weapons. True. Or it could be that the Assad regime is playing the Russians for fools. Okay. <laughs> Have you heard an ambassador speak like this? In an awful long time? I, I think not. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Chris Salcedo Show. That's Ambassador Nikki Haley, the United Nations, giving, uh, giving other Russians a bit of a well-deserved public embarrassment. Telling them that there are no chemical weapons, all the while stockpiling them on their bases. The world is waiting for the Russian government to act responsibly in Syria. The world is waiting for Russia to reconsider its misplaced alliance with Bashar Assad. Well, the world's going to be waiting an awful long time because Vladimir Putin doesn't care about dead children in the streets. All he cares about is dollar signs. The United States will no longer wait for Assad to use chemical weapons without any consequences. Those days are over. Yes, those days are over. That went out with President Obama. There was, remember, you folks, you got to remember, and I, I know I harp on him a lot because, well, he deserves it. Uh, resident Obama, there was no atrocity that could have been done by a despot or a dictator or a radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorist that Mr. Obama would have reacted to or would have responded to. Because, see, in Obama's world, it was always America's fault are over. We expect the Syrian regime and its allies to take the UN political process seriously, something they have not done up until this point. We expect Russia and Iran to hold their ally accountable and abide by the terms of the ceasefire. We expect this council to speak loudly and forcefully when the regime or its allies undermine the political process and countless of our own resolutions. 
The United States took a very measured step last night. We are prepared to do more. Ooh. Yeah, I think measured is a an apt description of what took place last night. So, and the United States is poised to do more. There is reporting out there that Russian ships are steaming toward where our vessels had launched those missiles. Okay. I I don't look at this as any anything that is going to be much to worry about, but you know, it's 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 being reported out there, so I wanted folks to know. Uh also, uh, Syrians launching aircraft, it could be like I said, they ha- they have to project they're still in control, they're still in power. But I think they realize who's really calling the shots at this point, at least as far as the use of chemical weapons is concerned. Folks, I can't let this go without a mention in the first hour of the program. Neil Gorsuch has assumed his post as the next Supreme Court justice, replacing uh, our departed Antonin Scalia. The vote was a bipartisan 54 plus vote 54 to 45 for neil gorsuch he now sits on the high court and you know we were going to talk about going nuclear and all this kind of stuff today with senator cornyn but instead we're talking about national security we're talking about america's airstrikes on syria and michael mccall chairman of the house homeland homeland security committee is in next to help us out with those duties It's all coming up, Hour 2 of the Chris Salcedo Show, here on the Blaze Radio Network. Stick with me. This is the Chris Salcedo Show. Part of the next generation of talk radio. This is the Blaze Radio Network.